reunion of the unwanted back november 29th 2021 ricky take it away oh my god he's there i just said that thinking you weren't going to be there but there he is there's ricky i just made it hey. awesome uh, how you doing ricky what's up i literally just got into massachusetts about an hour ago I, I was in Florida for a week. It, it was nice. It was nice to be around people who are normal, you know, and then you come right back to Massachusetts and I see two masks on a, on a whole family and it's like, oh shit, I'm back. So it's... How long can we live in a, this sort of parallel society where you have like one half of the nation or maybe not even a half, but one part of the nation living in like a different reality? From everyone else. I mean, at some point, something's got to give, right? You pick your side. Everyone either moves to Texas and Florida or they stay in California and just get on board with authoritarianism. I mean, I don't understand what is... This is an unsustainable concept that we're working on. I've never seen anything quite like this. Yeah. Well, it's, it's basically we're, 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 it's going to be different rules for everybody else. And I've gotten into arguments on uh, social media with, uh, with people who, who've told me, uh, you know, we, we don't want any part of your constitution. The, the, the free speech, basically told me that free speech was a white thing. I said, <laughs> what? You don't want free speech? I don't understand. Well, it's, you don't wouldn't understand because it's, it's not our thing. Or it's just, I, I don't, it doesn't even make any sense. That, so, so you don't want to be able to express yourself freely? So if you, if you can't even agree that you know, we could have free speech, then I, I, you're right. There is, it's unsustainable. And uh, it's unsustainable on every front, economically, culturally. The, the divide is, is just way bigger than it was in the Civil War. It's not even clear. We, I've said many times, we don't have a single foundational principle in today's America that everyone agrees on. Not one. There's not one thing. God, free speech, anything. Uh, life is sacred, anything like that. It's all up in the air. Well, no, you know, you can't even agree, you know, 57 genders. So how yeah. do you possibly have a, have a civilization like that? I remember uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s, where... Uh, free speech was just free speech. It had nothing to do with uh, race or anything like that. Um, and that was back when Two Live Crew got in trouble um, for, and uh, they had uh, very explicit lyrics, and they were on the radar with a lot of moms and parental groups. And they came out with the song "Banned in the USA," and they used samples from a Bruce, uh, Bruce Springsteen song. And then a couple uh, years later, uh, Ice T from Body Count. Uh, got in trouble with the song "Cop Killer." That wasn't, and those uh, those are uh, black artists and using their free speech to say and produce the kind of music that they want. And they were railed against by mothers, the NRA, and I remember at the time those guys were like the most punk rock people doing their like they were standing up to the establishment because they wanted to produce the kind of music they wanted to produce. It, it, race didn't factor into it at, um, at all. Maybe it did for people opposing them. But look how the tables have turned just about 25 years later. Yeah, well, yeah it's well, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just said the left used to believe in free speech. That's what civil libertarianism is all about. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, it's okay. No, I was just going to say it seems like people only want to defend principles when it backs, you know, their team. Like, so when you had the conservatives that were trying to censor, you know, gangster rap and, and music and put uh, parent advisory stickers on, on artists and stuff, you know, 
it was like, oh, crap, look at the, the conservatives or the religious right that are trying to ban Marilyn Manson and anybody who who is really out there. And uh, and now it's the left. So it's like nobody really cares about the principle itself. They just use it as a tool when it's helpful for their ideology or to defend their uh, perspective, which is a huge issue. Because I think many of the people we talk to on this show, one thing I love is that we we look at each issue as an individual thing and then kind of just kind of examine it and see what makes sense. And most people aren't like that. You know, they, they're just like, okay, where's my team on this issue? Okay. So that's my side, you know, and, and it's a, it's a problem, you know, and it's weird because being in, in Florida. So my wife has family in Boca and it's like, you get the people, you know, the people who live in Florida that are like, fuck, you know, COVID and all this stuff. I mean, it's like living in a parallel world, but then you get like the the really liberal left too, because you get, you have a, a huge Jewish population in Boca. So it's like you get the super liberal left and then you get like the, all the way on the other side, the people from Florida who don't give a fuck. So it's like, there is no middle ground. It's like the complete two extremes living together. But it kind of shows that you can go to the gym, you can go to a restaurant. And as long as people just have this libertarian type of, idea of like you know do whatever you want to do just leave me alone you can kind of live together and and not be a big deal it's when the mask thing and a lot of these issues become um blown out of proportion when people use them as a a basically almost as excuse to be a jerk right it's like put on your mask or you know uh, let me uh give you a hard time or whatever so it's uh, it's wild. What's going on in Ca- in Canada? Are, are you guys similar to the U.S. where you from like one state to another? Like it's like living in a whole nother universe. Don, are you in Canada too, or are you in the states? Oh, I'm in the states. I'm like, yeah. For some reason, I thought you were in Canada too. Um, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I was gonna say the big question that sort of kind of to me overrides Charlie's thing is how it's not sustainable. It's like, are they gonna allow it to be? Are they going to allow it to continue like this? Because up here, it doesn't feel like they're going to allow it. I mean, up here, uh, it's it's all sort of one one big communist province in a way with tiny little bits of differences between them. I, it really does just seem like, you know, it's it's the same as I've always said on this show. It, it's just it's it's showing really showing the difference between the United States and Canada right now. I mean. I think as of uh, tomorrow, if things don't change, we need uh, the jab to fly domestically now. Um, you know, yet yet Darren was able to drive across the border and back without them asking anything, right? So it's pretty weird that you can go across the border into Montana. They don't even ask about a jab or the or or COVID at all, and yet we can't fly domestically. So what is what does that tell you, right? Montana doesn't give a fuck, and we don't want people to be moving around or doing anything unless they're jabbed. So I don't know. Are they going to, what, what, how far are they going to go to get us to? Because families are torn apart here. Uh, They can't see each other for Christmas. They're lying about things uh, just to, just to be able to see each other. Like it's pretty crazy right now. So is the government still telling people not to get together for Christmas and, and people are actually listening to them? Uh, People, that's just what people, I don't know, people, that's the way they feel. Like, it's not that they're listening to the government. They're just so scared. They're, they're just now they're, they're fully on board with it, right? There's about a good percentage of people that are still fully on board with what's happening. And they're like, no, you're unvaxxed. I don't know if we can have you over for Christmas. 
very strange because they're retarded because if you're vax or not vax you could still spread it it makes the whole thing it just it boggles my mind yeah. how brainwashed people have been that people regurgitate things that make zero sense i was just talking to uh, one of my wife's uh uncles in in florida we're talking about this how like everybody was saying like oh well the people who are the highest at risk need to get vaccinated. So people who are older and have health conditions, those are people we're protecting because obviously they couldn't keep saying that this was lethal for everybody. So it's like now it's like, oh, we're just protecting them. And then Colin Powell dies and they're like, oh, um, yeah, but he had under underlying health conditions and he was old. It's like, wait, wait, I thought that was exactly who was the vaccine was designed to protect were those people. Now it's like, it's only, you know, you use that excuse when it's convenient. It's all about convenience. It's, it's very strange. I mean, we've, we've, so my friend tried to get, I'm, I'm going to try and I'm not going to say names here, but my friend tried to get a medical exemption because she has uh, autoimmune disorders and blood disorders and stuff. And it says right on all four of the manufacturer's packaging, it talks about autoimmune conditions and blood disorders and the doctor says, well, you might, you might have to go to the rheumatologist after you get one jab and if you, if you react after one. So they won't give her exemption until they, she's had a bad reaction from one jab. I mean, not that exemptions are going to fly because in some provinces they won't even accept them anyways. But I was just talking to a friend about Florida too. I'm like, how can, how can Canada just ignore what's happening in Florida? Uh, it just, it's mind-boggling. They just, but I guess just people go along with it. So it's not even... They just do what they want because people go along. They're so confused. They just go along with it. Well, the crazy thing about Florida is we had no problem with the mainstream media talking about Florida when the cases were going up. So the one time throughout this whole thing where cases were going up slightly in Florida and looked like they were doing worse than everybody else, we were real quick to talking about it. It's like Florida, look at what, what's going on in Florida. Look at Florida, cases, cases, cases. And now, and every time Florida is doing well or better than the rest of the country, nobody even mentions it. And so it's like, to me, it's it's gone to a point where there's certain people that either have been traumatized by the whole experience of being told to be afraid for two years, or there are people who are really just sticking to their guns, like the Russia Gate stuff. And it's like, you know what? My team is saying, take this side. I'm taking this side till the end of time. So it's like, because there, there's just so much evidence. I mean, every person I see walk by with two masks or even a mask when it's not required, I feel like stopping them and be like, let's talk. Like, well, what is it that's still scaring you? Because there's so much evidence now, even in the mainstream, that shows that like kids aren't at risk at all. So when I see parents with kids and their kids are wearing masks, but the parents aren't, and I know what they're thinking, it's like, oh, well, they can't get vaccinated. Like, that's what I'm assuming that's why they're doing that. Or they're just horrendous people, one of the two. But it just boggles my mind because it's like there's there's a better chance of them dying from the flu. And this, so it's like it's gotten to the point where it's just like it's so obvious that it has to be something more. But one thing that I'm really worried about, and we've talked about this slightly in the last uh, Union of the Unwanted, is people because I, I got the feeling going back, going to Florida uh, these last couple of times I've been there since the lockdown. I'm just like, I, I want to get the fuck out of Massachusetts. And every time I go to Florida, I have the same conversation with my wife. It's like, how do we make this work? <laughs> how, do, how, do, how do we afford leaving the state? Because, uh, you know, in Florida, kids aren't wearing masks. You know, kids are going to school. Like there's, And it's like, okay, in Massachusetts, things aren't horrendous right now. But if things get bad, I mean, they're talking about a new variant again, right? They're already talking about, uh, you know, Biden 
uh, is mumbling some things about uh, stopping uh, flights and international uh, flying or some type of traveling restrictions. Um, once this stuff gets ramped up again, I don't want to be in a blue state. Now, the other thing is, right, and we talked about this, and, and I'd love to get your guys' uh, input on this theory. Do they want people like me and anybody who would, if they were staying in this state, would be the ones who are pushing back, would be the ones who would be complaining and fighting with, you know, the school committees and fighting with whatever local governments uh, to push back against the mandates? Do they want all of us who, who would resist to leave the state, go into red state, and then they can just have uh, like legit little experiments of communist China all over the country and slowly start implement, implementing this. I and, mean, and not only that, but now they know where to clamp down and attack. I mean, this is how a real civil war can happen is if everybody's in a couple different states that everybody that wants freedom is, is shoved in Texas and Florida. Well, I look at this a little differently, and I, I wrote an article on Substack, a uh, new article. It's, it's, what if they gave a war and nobody knew? And I think that uh, right now we're in World War III. I'm calling what's happening World War III. It's different than any other war we've ever seen, because and it's worldwide. It's a real world war. It's not just allied versus Axis. It's every country on Earth. And the, the, the participants are the governments and the leaders of all those countries warring with their own people. All the governments of the world are at war with their own people. We're seeing it in America. You're certainly seeing it in Canada. Everywhere you go, and, and uh, ironically, the country that's changed the least from all this is China because they're, they pretty much were in the situation before. I mean, it's totalitarian rule, so they, they didn't have very far to go. So I'm sure their citizens have an easier time dealing with these nonsensical mandates and variants and all these Orwellian terms that mean nothing. But this needs to be analyzed from the very beginning. So the people that are doubting it, with the exception of maybe Bobby Kennedy Jr., even the people that are questioning it to some degree, they need to go back to the beginning and question the entire thing. As I pointed out, COVID-19 was named COVID-19 because it was the 2019 strain of the yearly coronavirus. Suppose science tells us it comes every fall. Science tells us it burns out in the spring. Then another variant comes the next fall, and they name it for that year. So what happened to COVID-20? Why didn't we see that? Where's COVID-21? That should be here now. Nobody talks about that, and nobody talks about why it didn't burn out in the heat, as science tells us it's supposed to. It's just been here for two years, little ebbs and flows here and there. The, the numbers, you know, go up and down, and the numbers are meaningless because from the very beginning, I was writing, and I had on my show, I had John Rappaport, I had Andrew Kaufman, I had lots of the doctors early on talking about how these cases are, have, the numbers have been wrong from the very beginning. The CDC are directed from April 2020 to all hospitals. Declare that you, you put down on those death certificates that they died from COVID, even if they didn't have a test or the test was conclusive. That's not a conspiracy theory or inconclusive. That's there. Uh, in, and they also, if the weekly CDC reports are just like uh, John Rappaport told me very early on, that they're including presumed cases. Every one of those weekly reports that has the numbers has an asterisk and says, note, this, con this contains presumptive cases. In other words, cases which haven't been proven. The entire thing is the farce. They've never isolated the COVID-19 strain. So when they talk, so how do you test for something that you can't even prove exists? Now they're trying to talk about variants. Ask any of these scientists, trying to, okay, well, how, what's the test for the variant? Of course they don't have a test for the variant. They don't have a test for COVID-19. So, but people are believing, and that's the saddest thing of all, is they've lost their reason completely. 
they're walking around with masks on. I see people all the time driving with masks on by themselves. I mean, it, you want to stop them and say, what, what's the thought process here? What's going on? But these are the same people that were going into restaurants wearing a mask. And as soon as they get to the safety of their table, they pick the mask up because that virus can't affect them at their table. They were going into stores and post offices, a place like that with plexiglass just to protect them from the cashier, but the Prex gas was open at the bottom and the top and the sides. I mean, this is madness to think that people are taking this seriously. It's the biggest joke, the biggest psyop in the history of the world. But now I think it's morphed into World War III. So I don't think we have to worry about any more foreign boogeymen because now it's us against them. And uh, that's where the battle is. But unfortunately, we have no, we have no power except the power of numbers. But that was the case in, or in Orwell's 1984 when the, the proles could have overwhelmed the inner party anytime they wanted to, but they couldn't get together. We can't get together. And every time you look at all these people scurrying around in their masks, uh, that, that's their uniform. You, you, if you want to know where somebody stands on this, at this point, two years in, if you're out and you see somebody with a mask, you know where they stand. And you know there's, it's hopeless to talk to them. How are you going to talk to them? You know, you, I've got to get – I hear I hear him talking. I got, did you get your booster shot and stuff? And it's just – I have to bite my tongue. But it's, it's, it's very difficult because maybe we can form a state just of uh, people that aren't buying into it. It, it. it probably wouldn't be too many people in there. Yeah, I just don't think they're going to leave us alone. That's all. I mean, it's different in the states and Canada because we, you have the numbers down there still as a percentage. But Dave, I think Dave, you're from Canada, right? Toronto, um, yes, I don't, sir. I don't think we have the numbers. Like, I, I think Toronto's probably very similar to Vancouver and BC. I'm, but I mean, I'm not saying this just to say it. That in my opinion, from the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. Uh, you look at um, what's her name there. Uh, if I don't know if she's of uh, the province of Ontario or of Canada. What's um. Clarissa Ward and the the Asian woman, the the head of the Chan or uh, Chan yeah. Chan. I I Chan. I'm almost convinced. I, by the way, guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm almost convinced she got Bell's palsy as a side effect. There's a before her shot and after her shot, and her face is full on slanted. And again, it's not being discussed, but you see even now she's recovering, but you can see it. I mean this I, I i'm again no disrespect to anyone who may have actually had family or friends that have you know gotten some serious flu symptoms or something like this but i think the omicron thing is way too convenient for so many different reasons whether it's with the kids whether it's with the myocarditis and heart attacks part of my english how fucking convenient yeah. like and then you know i gotta uh, very quickly are we recording or no Okay, cool. I got a family member who always, you know, follows the system. Interesting because they, they, they fully subscribe to extraterrestrials, paranormal, questioning things, but they have a such a strong belief in the system that you can't, you can't change their mind. So this member is sending me articles by Washington Post, CNN, you name it. And then I send him an article of the FDA, you know, agreeing with Pfizer essentially to keep it quiet for 55 years. And I know they say Pfizer requested to the FDA. In my opinion, there's no request. The, the big pharma's got so much power. It, it was a demand, whether it was, you know, yeah, on the back end. So I said to him, I sent him this article. I go, why is it that put Omicron, put Delta aside? How come the thing they're saying is safe to put in our bodies? They don't want us to see the research and data behind it for 55 goddamn years. And I said to him, I go, I'm not trying to put you in a gotcha type thing. You know, I just want to know what you think. And he says to me, he goes, clearly you're denying the last 220 years of medical, uh, medical advancements. I go, you didn't answer my question. I said, I go, why is it that the thing they want, they're saying is safe to put inside of us. They don't want the data and the research out till 2076. It's a simple question. 
But the strangest part is, is that they're open to all these other sort of conspiracies that the media and the government are lying to about all these other things. Yep. And the fact that they, some of them just don't even get that that can happen with this is, is yes. just mind boggling. Absolutely. They, they don't know. They don't know the depths of the depravity of government, of the state. They don't know what the state is capable of. They have this <clears throat> misconception that because they wouldn't act like that, every, nobody would act like that. And it's the most dangerous state of mind you can have to be that gullible and that trusting of the state. The state is the number one killer of humanity in the 20th century. 262 million people were killed by the state. Why would you trust anything they said about anything? The, well, this alone, be, yeah. when it comes down to viruses that they, you know, that the numbers don't really add up on, or or transmission rates, or what the vaccines do, or what's in them, or how they work, or how long they work. Why would you listen to a word they say? They, there's nobody out there. There's no entity out there on the planet that has less credibility than the state. Right. And I yet, mean. I People yeah. just line up to take their information from them because they because they view it as a, a authoritative uh, source. Somebody they must know what they're talking about. Clearly, they have the resources. They would know better than how would I know? They would know better than I would, and they just outsource this critical thinking component of their brain. They outsource it to the media. Yes. And the state and they do what they're told because thinking's just really tough. And I don't I'm not a scientist. I'm not a virologist. What do you want? Right. To How am I supposed to know? Right. So I can understand that. I can understand the I'm unqualified to answer these questions about viruses. I don't know mm. what the hell I'm talking about. So someone else has to answer. I get that. That's kind of how you do it when you defer to experts. But the problem is. What if the experts yes. are psychopathic maniacs that yes. just got let out of prison? And you're like, if, oh, he's an expert. If, well, yeah, if but I do you know who he is? Yeah. Do you know what he wants? You know, right. so, so we we've got to do like the general public, you know, my my patience is wearing thin with that. Now Joe Biden says his is wearing thin with my well, my patience is wearing thin with all the dummies out there that refuse to see. Time after time after time, all the inconsistencies in the stories, all the outright lies, all the contradictions, all the grifting that's happening right in front of their face. It's so fucking obvious. And if yet, I could, yeah. they can't see it. And so they can, you know, to me, part of me is like, if you can't see it, then you go walk off the cliff, dummy. But I don't want to hear any complaining. I don't want to hear any. I can't believe I fell off the cliff. Well, we we told you. If I, if I could say very quickly, um, I have a, a family friend, believe it or not, guys, um, former, and I think this is probably the best platform to say it on, former KGB. And again, we can consider this an anecdote or what have you, but I said to him, I go, I, I don't want to say his name because it's too, it's too rare of a name, I guess, but I go, what, uh, what do you think of all this? He goes, Dave, he goes, this is exactly how it started back in the Soviet Union. He goes, it started like this slowly but surely he goes this he goes is going to not at the moment but he goes this is going to lead in his opinion to something far worse than what the soviet union ever was that's his opinion now the the thing that i find interesting that he made me read that he helped me realize excuse me is that the sort of the we, we we generally tend to think maybe not us but you know the masses think that these elites these super rich individuals you know well-connected individuals they must have something that we that the average person doesn't they don't they're cheap parlor tricks the way that they dodge and get away with things the 
using the system when it works for them, not using the system when it doesn't. So again, if we look, for example, at like the recently declassified CIA documents, again, not COVID related. However, we see something, for example, like it just became declassified that during the Nixon administration, they were considering bombing certain parts of Miami to justify going to war with Castro. Now, what's interesting about all of this is, again, we can apply this to war, we can apply this to medicine, we can apply this to finance, economics, you name it. But notice they keep doing the same tricks. They declassify the documents 60, 70 years after it all happened. And then when people confront the government about it, if they ever do, the government says, ah, well, those were the, the guys of the past. They're not there anymore. We wouldn't do that. But you know what? I see the same thing happening with COVID, with the Pfizer thing. In 2070, it's 2076 is going to roll around. People are going to go, what in the flying hell did we put in our bodies 55 years ago? And then that the government of then is going to go, well, that was them back then. We wouldn't do that now. So just cheap parlor tricks, in my opinion. Well, you got to know history. And, uh, you know, in my book, Crimes and Cover-Ups in American Politics, 1776, 1960s, I have a whole timeline there of what happened in the 20th century in America on the behalf of med what medical science did, what the military did, what the CIA did. Experiment they had hit it wasn't we've heard of Tuskegee because it's kind of politically correct to talk about well they did these horrible things to black people. Well, they did other things to black people and lots of other non-black people too. They performed hideous experiments on orphans and uh, mental patients and prisoners, the most vulnerable people in society. They injected them with gonorrhea, things like that. They did kept yeah. for things that Frankenstein type of things, and they sprayed entire communities with diseases. This is on the record and this yeah. is our government that did that so to think that they would that's why the biggest joke of all is for them to, for people to think that the government the military industrial complex the medical industrial complex that they care about your health you know the yeah. meme out there going around is if they care about your health why don't we have free chemotherapy and free insulin the answer is obvious university you mentioned that about the guatemala syphilis and the tuskegee syphilis project John Hopkins University is currently in a lawsuit with the, with the family of the victims from the syphilis, the Guatemala syphilis project they did, and a court in 2019 before all the COVID stuff started. They, they pushed it through. They said it was okay for them to bring up a lot of the connections with John Hopkins, and it's also the Rockefeller Foundation. It's like a billion-dollar lawsuit with hundreds of family members from people that were involved in these experiments, and yet this is the authoritative source on COVID. It's currently in a lawsuit being sued about the role they played in injecting syphilis and other diseases into eyes of children as young as nine years old. And with the Tuskegee Project, for 40 years, they had handlers that were African-American doctors. They went to the local communities, got African-American doctors, and they went to a handler, a woman, an African-American woman who was the friend of all of these subjects for 40 years and their job was to actively prevent them from getting treated that would have helped them and they said on the record it's in documents that the doctors what they wanted was they wanted to see the corpses they wanted to see how syphilis ravaged their bodies at the end of their life and that's what they were interested in and so they enlisted african-americans to manipulate african-americans in the exact same way that they're doing right now with covid Absolutely. And that's but why we have the to science. Yeah, trust us. We have to remember the people that are in charge of this. Bill Gates, uh, it, it, going back, you know, back to the, uh, you know, the early in the 20th century, all the people that are involved here are the eugenicists. They, want, they don't believe that the lower classes have a right to exist. You want a real example of racism? Look at the uh, polio vaccine 
that Bill Gates has been trying forever to push on Africa. He wants the black people of Africa to take the old polio vaccine that white countries stopped taking a long time ago. And again, nobody mentions that. They want millions, if not billions of people to die. They're on the record of saying it. The, the late Prince Philip said it a couple of times. He wanted to come back and be reincarnated as a virus so millions of people. Die. I mean, that's not even a joke. Who, if, you, if you could come back as anything and be reincarnated, who but a complete psychopath reptilian or whatever the hell he is would possibly say, I want to come back as a virus to kill millions of people. That's what they did. Jacques Cousteau has said that. Ted Turner said that. All these various eugenicists. And Bill Gates, every time he opens his mouth, he's drooling. He's got a doom boner talking about this. He wants millions of people to die. And this is the face of this entire narrative. Bill Gates, the guy's of a Frankenstein, which of course he's not a scientist or a doctor, but he's the face of this somehow because it's science. This guy is a Frankenstein eugenicist that people need to look at it, but you can't talk. This is all about emotion. This is the essence of identity politics. You can't reason with people because it's all about their feelings. I'm feeling scared because of the fear of porn. So please keep me safe. That, that sort of duopoly, right? That's emotion. Like, for example, I saw the other day on Twitter, uh, the second Omicron was came, you know, announced globally. Uh, it was in the trending section. The world reacts to Omicron. No, 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 no. We're not reacting. We're trying to see, at least logically, from an unbiased perspective, what this is. It's the media that's trying to instill that emotional duopolistic response. I, I just wanted to say very quickly, I don't mean to, to hog it at all, um, that few, according to newstarget.com, but there's other sources as well too that back in 2017 uh, just pardon me i'm reading here rural india implemented a digital biometrics food rationing system called adhar a-a-d-h-a-a-r that was thrust upon uh this particular region by none other than bill gates it uses a social credit score scoring model um to, in order if you want to go purchase food and things like this so we have to be vigilant to the fact in my opinion that this has been tested whether it's at little parts of Africa, little parts of India, it's been done. Bill Gates has partnered up with certain billionaires of certain countries. There's been sort of microcosm testing, but I just wanted to put that in there. So what are you going to do about it? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's anybody else want to jump in? If, if not, there's nothing we can do. I mean, that's, that's, I, mean I, I hate to say it's hopeless, but I, I said, even before this began, I concluded a long time ago that, the problems this world faces, the corruption at every level of society and in every country, certainly in America, are beyond anything we can do as humans. I mean, this, this requires a supernatural response. It would require a God to repair it because it's beyond. I mean, the corruption is so deep and systemic. We're at a stage now where, uh, where Jonathan Swift, uh, the writer of Gulliver's Travels, talked in the 18th century about the judges of his day being so corrupt that you couldn't bribe them to do the right thing. I think that we can say that about every level of society now. Most, most all of the people that are in positions of power are so devoted to that corruption that you yeah. couldn't bribe them to do the right thing. So I, I don't know. What, the only thing we could do is use our numbers, which, which we could easily overwhelm them. But you can't even get – if you send out emails to people, hey, everybody, don't buy gas next Thursday. Simple thing. Risk-free. Can you get anybody to do that? No, you can't get people to do something like that. So, I, yeah, I, unfortunately, I think it's hopeless. Like, we just have to 
you know, all we can do is just sit here and watch I mean, you it. Could, you could say that sort of the, again, not everyone is in such a condition to do this, but you could argue the, you know, off the grid type um, sort of, again, I know there's only so much one could do relative to what may or may not be coming, but the sort of, you know, off the grid, uh, there's certain things that uh, I know a lot of people wouldn't be so happy with this, but there's certain, uh, what's it called? Uh, I forgot what it the exact name for it turns your 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 piss into water essentially you know living off the land type thing i know it's might not be the best router option but in terms of like with um uh, what dr henry said look it's you raise a fair point man you really do when you say what what's there to do about it so again there's some that i know that have you know six months worth of prepping food you know they got their guns they got their ammo they got their own garden i don't know to what extent you can go past that well, I, I like to be optimistic. I, I think platforms like Rockfin, Odyssey, Float, Rumble, I mean, the popularity of these these platforms have blown up in the last year or so yeah, yeah. because of the censorship. So many people who weren't so politically active or motivated are not, now they are. Now they're they're outspoken. Now they're protesting. Now they're getting involved. Uh, I know Dr. Ely is constantly in, involved with attorneys and and people fighting back against mandates and all this stuff. You you got what, you want to share with us some of uh some I optimistic do, do. news I, and what you've yeah, been involved with? I, I do and thanks for having me on guys. It's good to see you all. Um I I, I pose that question because I, you know, it's easy to see we're all angry and tired and frustrated, right? Yeah. We're all there, right? And that's, that's, and it's 100% valid, you know? We're the ones that realized early on that we've been lied to and we're being lied to and this is just the next lie and a series of lies and, you know, it's the next domino and the next, you know, and all this other stuff and you start digging and you start finding the, you know, the ideas of what they plan to do or what they hope to be able to do these eugenicists, right? And it's no different than what they wanted to do with slavery and what they wanted to do with forced sterilization and what they wanted to do with the Tuskegee experiment, what they wanted to do with wars. These, these people, if they are even people, have problems, deep-seated psychological problems. And it's not an accident that you know the DSM-4, which monitors a whole mental health, doesn't include greed. Greed is a mental health issue. Right, thinking that you are mm. a god when you're not a god is a mental health issue, and every person wearing a white coat that has a god complex right now is got a mental disorder. You know, because we've forgotten something very sacred to what we're all about, and that is helping one another. You know, I got into medicine as a doctor because I believe in the first tenet of my profession: do no harm. You know, and when I see that being violated, I have to step out. Now, when we get to the point and we're all exhausted, right? I'm exhausted with all of you guys, right? But when we get to the point where we stop caring about people who've made bad decisions, then the enemy has won. Under no circumstances will I stop caring about anyone who is elected to be vaccinated. I can't do it. Some of them, many of them are my family members. I'm not going to stop loving them because they made a bad decision. You know, I'm not going to, I refuse to do it because then the enemy has won. We win when we maintain our ability to overtly and unapologetically love each other. And sometimes that love is tough as shit. But damn it. I am not giving that up to these fucking bastards. Hope I can cuss on this show. 
Please do. They do not have a right to take my right to love who I want to love and what I want to love and what I want to live for from me. And if my last breath is used defending this freedom that was given to us as a gift, then it was a life well lived because it was lived for the right things. So I'm going to fight. I'm not going to fight the way they want me to fight because that's too easy for them to calculate and prepare for. I'm going to fight in the way that I know how to fight. That's with truth. You know what Joseph Goebbels, everybody here knows who Joseph Goebbels is, right? Or was a piece of shit, right? One of the questions I always had was, how did they make it happen? Well, he figured out something. He said, if you tell people the same thing over and over enough and repeat it, they'll accept it as truth. Well, he, Joseph Goebbels' legacy is living in every marketing room in the world today. Because what is it, what do we reduce everything to? Three-word phrases, safe and effective. Three-word phrases that we can repeat over and over again, even though there is no empirical evidence to substantiate them, right? But what did Joseph Goebbels say upon finally having the tables turned on that piece of shit, miserable motherfucker? He said, the one thing that will always win out is the truth. He even had to admit that. See, the one thing I know about life is that love is undefeated. And love and the truth are married inextricably. You don't get to use that word too often, do you? Right? And the thing we cannot surrender to anyone, particularly these evil bastards that don't deserve it, is our hope, is our love for each other, and our willingness to fight for people who aren't yet willing to fight for themselves. We can't. We don't have the ability to give up on people because they made a bad decision. And if we do that, then our enemy is one. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's what they want people to do. They want people to turn against their family members. They want people to wish the worst upon their family members. And a reason for optimism, hopelessness is a completely useless emotion. It's completely useless and it leaves you dead in the water and not even thinking about a way to move forward. So for the sheer fact that it, that's a useless emotion, that's a reason for optimism and for hope. And you can't take down a global superstructure by yourself in one fucking day. You know, that's a little bit overwhelming for any individual to try and think about. You just, you, people you interact with one-on-one, -on -one. there was this poll they did, this study came out the other day, it was like nine political tribes in America and of those nine political tribes, the one that had the least amount of people in it was the kind of radical progressives. Yet that, would, that group was also the one that was the most politically active and, in my opinion, is what kind of dominates the mainstream media. So here we have the smallest political group Because they're well-funded. Yeah, right. It's well-funded. But we have the smallest group of people that have the ideas that most people don't agree with trying to control the perception of most Americans, make, making most Americans think that they are in the minority of opinion. It's called the spiral of silence. So people stay quiet and they shut up. The reality is most people don't agree with this shit. And I, so I went to a doctor with a, a friend recently and they got a bullshit diagnosis. And the doctor was basically like, you, you're, you might die and nothing you can do. And I said, Here's a, I said, there's a paper that came out that calls this, a, this condition a, a potential side effect for, or actually a side effect, a rare side effect of the vaccine. Is there a possibility that that's the case here? And that doctor shut me down immediately. And he's like, no, 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 no. He wouldn't say anything. And he, I mean, he, he, it was, 
he just reflexive. He didn't think at all. And then he said, well, if you had something, and I always bring papers and studies when I go to meetings like this, because I know they're going to do this. Like uh, my, my mom was sick for a long time, so I'm used to this shit. And so I pulled it out and I was like, I have it right here and had all the stuff highlighted for him. And it said exactly what the condition was. And the recommendation for that patient was to not take the next uh, shot because they, because it caused it. And he like kind of stopped in his tracks and he had cognitive dissonance, and then he just like, no, 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 this is interesting, but no, 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 never. And so I told my friend, I said, we're getting another opinion. We're going to go to another doctor because this guy's bullshit, and he's leaving you out to dry. And so we did. We went to another doctor at Emory University, which is a liberal university, but it's a research university. And we went into that one, and I said, look, I know I'm not supposed to ask this question. People get mad at me for asking it, but are, is there a possibility that the vaccine is one of the possible triggers of this. Here's a study. I gave her the same study. And to my surprise, she said, there's no bad questions here. You can ask anything. And she said, actually, we've, I've seen responses like this. So yes, there is a possibility. And she gave a completely different diagnosis, was open-minded about it. She took the paper and she's now consulting with the other doctors there about whether or not that might have triggered the condition. My point is, I was very surprised pleasantly that this doctor was open-minded and admitted that there is challenges there and there's not 100% a great vaccine like they try and make you think. So everybody's not as dire as it seems. The media just makes it seem that way. That's my long-winded point. No, I agree with that wholeheartedly, man. And uh, so I've been watching Dope Sick. Has anyone seen Dope Sick on Hulu? If you haven't watched it, you have to watch it because it is the greatest display of medical tyranny you'll ever see play out, especially on such a very uh, a large platform. I'm really amazed that they allowed this show to come out during this whole vaccine situation because I, I, I tweeted about it. If you want to take your normie friends, ask them to uh, watch Dope Sick and then tell them, take out Purdue Pharmaceuticals, insert the CDC, take out uh, uh, Oxycontin, insert vaccines and you have the exact same thing that's going on right now i personally uh i, I side with what dr henry's talking about in terms of positive energy and love uh, i am a crippling drug alcohol and sex addict and i can tell uh, me just saying the word it's all about love just you know makes me clinch because it goes against all my wiring my entire life, my the 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 complete and utter onslaught to to divide me from disconnect me from source God universe whatever you want to call it. Uh, I fell for it really hard, and I leaned into my vices, and I got lost, and I'm not that guy anymore. And the big thing that I've learned is uh, love, uh, uh, law of attraction, and and model of abundance. There's you're either practicing abundance or you're practicing scarcity, and these. These, whatever they are, lizards, uh, elites, whatever you would like to call them, uh, so we know who you're talking about, uh, they practice scarcity in their life. And the universe, they are not bigger than the universe. They are not. I don't care how powerful you are. I don't care if you're uh, Klaus Schwab walking down the beach in a bikini lingerie top hat, okay? You're not bigger than the laws of the universe. And the laws of the universe are love. It's just right now, there's a full court press to get everyone to drown in their sorrows. And Am but let me just say this real quick. This whole thing with the Rittenhouse, I think it's psyops upon psyops. I don't think the kid is a psyop. I think he's being used as a psyop. 
but the the reaction to it, which was by a very small group, which was Brad was talking about vocal uh, Black Lives Matter, all this stuff was. And guess what happened? No traction. More and more people are waking up to no traction to the to the BLM and the, the the white people are awful and the patriarchy and all these psyops that's been run on us because of this cultural Marxism that's being shoved. People are waking up every day to it. Is it everybody? No. If you sit on Twitter and you sit on Instagram forever, it seems like it's the end of the world. But when you talk to people in real life, they all like, dude, this Omicron variant is complete dog shit, means nothing. They, how is Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist when he shot a white pedophile? I mean, people are waking up all the time. Jesse Jackson, a known FBI informant who dragged Martin Luther King, most likely a Rothschild psyop, to a hotel, to, and he got him on the balcony and stepped to the side, and he's doing the march, and guess what? Nobody's there because these people don't have the traction that they used to. And I have complete our hope. I think by the end of 2022, we're going to see brightness and sunshine and think uh, people are opening up. And the middle, in my humble opinion, is getting wider and wider. And the fringes are being more and more silenced, man. More people are opening up that, hey, was Donald Trump what we thought he was? Well, if you study BlackRock, he's not even close to that. And if you want to get into cultural Marxism and all that stuff, BlackRock, uh, uh, Vanguard, and State Street have been funding. It's not a natural thing. It's not a natural thing what's going on. It is well-funded by these dark arts motherfuckers, and they're getting exposed right now. And it's never happened like this before. And I think the future is bright, and I'll stop yelling at you guys. Stream. I have uh, couldn't agree with you more, Sam. Uh, stream. For me, I know there's a bunch of you know legal uh, t- terms and and things like this that are getting in the way of all this. But stream the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Just just put it on YouTube. Y- you'll see. You'll see how many people are gonna go. What in the flying fuck? Like, okay, hold on. You got you know you got Fauci here. You got it, again. People will see that. Now, I just wanted to to read something really quickly uh, because. Um, I think it, it, speaking of what you were saying, Sam, about, you know, the way the universe is and how this is not the way naturally things should go. I wanted to read just the definition of uniformitarianism, uh, just because I find it to be quite uh, indicative of what's happening now. It is the, uh, or also known as the doctrine of uniformity, is the assumption that the same natural laws and processes that operate in our present day scientific observations have always operated in the universe in the past and apply everywhere in the universe essentially meaning that, again, whether you look at archaeology, whether it's, you know, uh, pharmaceuticals, whether it's, you know, biology, you name it, it's the same thing that you've been saying, Sam, that even I think Eric Weinstein termed the disc theory, the distributive idea suppression complex, not that there is always a group of guys in a dark room of shadows, you know, rubbing their hands saying, this is what we're going to do, although it seems like it's getting closer and closer to us finding that out. I'm What it is, however, it seems to be the fact that, again, for example, if we look at, um, you know, what Greg M. Hancock recently said uh, when he tries to present his work to some archaeologists, they say, no, 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 no. It can't be because we know the way it is. And that's simply the way it is. I couldn't find that to be the case uh, more prevalent within what's happening now. You look at Fauci when he testifies to Congress, he goes, you know, 
by the way, you know, to Senator Rand Paul, um, who's one of the few that only give him like real shit, in my opinion, he goes, you know, Senator, you're wrong. And, you know, uh, what you said there is 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 not uh, entirely true because, you know, we've appointed people. Uh, sorry, the people that have approved this whole process have been appointed up and down the chain. Well, hold on, hold on. You mean the people that you appointed up and down the chain? Like it, it, this is what I mean by cheap parlor tricks. Going back to you know, what I said 10, 15 minutes ago, it, we think that there's some big, oh, they must have money. You know, they have money. There must be something behind this. You know, something's going. No, it's, it's, it's cheap parlor tricks. It's uh, it, testing on, on, on very sadly, you know, black communities uh, all over, you know, third world countries. So, so unfortunate. And again, it's just a, it's a repeat. That's what I see. They have hey, to let demoralize me, let me people. Get in they have to get people. Okay. Go ahead, buddy. I was just saying they have to demoralize people and if, because they, they need to appear bigger than, than they actually are. It's the, the art of war. So demoralization campaign is what they've done throughout history for small groups of people to hold back larger groups of people that disagree with them and their beliefs. And that's what this is, is a massive psyop demoralization campaign. Yeah, man, it, it is in, in, in large part. What's going on, everybody? How's everybody doing? My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Um, so I, I have a, I don't know if it's slightly different, but, you know, I, I sympathize with Don quite a bit, right? I think it's going to, we have a, we have a large hill mountain to climb here. While we are seeing, um, we are seeing our numbers grow, right? I'm not, I'm, I can't deny that by, by any stretch. We are still a minority, you know, even though the minority is getting bigger. That is for sure. There, there is some, there, there is some amount of waking up going on, for lack of a better term. What are we waking up to is the thing. You know, they, are we waking up and reincorporating ourselves into the left-right paradigm? Are we waking up and using these ideas to fuel what they want us to fuel? Right? And in large part, in, 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 in um, groups like, like uh, uh, I think it's a, a jab, I forget what, what, what these uh, things are called. There's so many different social media uh, um alternatives now but in those alternative social media uh, out, outlets we're preaching to the choir we're talking to ourselves you know and, and we spit out information and it comes right back to us and we're like yeah man yeah we, look what we're doing we're not reaching out to the mainstream here right the mainstream is thinking something completely different as far as experimentation goes we've been experimented on for many 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 years and it continues to this day right pfizer is uh, openly, openly, if, if you have eyes to, to see and ears to hear, they're openly talking about how they're bullying countries. The, the, the deal that they cut with Israel, exclusive Pfizer deal at Israel in return for data. So Pfizer gets to pick who gets this vaccine, when they get it, how they get it. And they want the data back because we're being experimented on. They want to see what happens to these people. They cut deals with Colombia, with Brazil, several other countries, at least eight or nine, that they have exclusive deals with Pfizer. This is what they're doing. These people are freaking gangsters, right? And I think, I think the best way to go about this is kind of the same way that I would go about trying to talk to somebody about 9-11. And I learned this the hard way. I learned this after years. I say, hey, listen, look at all this information. Bottom line is, I don't know what's true or what's not. I don't know what's causing this, but we are being lied to about 9-11. And it's the same approach I would take here about these vaccines. Because it's too divisive. 
Whether and I sympathize with most of you. I think maybe all of you. I I still haven't gotten this thing. I don't plan on getting this thing. It's not my deal. Leave me the hell alone, right? But there are people out there that feel very different than we do. When we talk to them about our ideas, it's more division. While um, uh, Dave, Dave Zed, sub Dave. Yes, sir. Right? How's it going? Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, so what you were saying, I, I sympathize with it in a lot of ways, right? A lot of this stuff is parlor tricks, but some of it is on another level. Right. You know, I this agree. is like a very, very complicated um, uh, mind colonization, mind control that's going on. Yes. Right? And, and, and in a lot of it, when we talk to one another, it's divisive off the bat. And I really don't know how to fix that. Sometimes I do it myself. I say something, it triggers somebody. You know, and then we get into an argument, right? And then I'm like, damn, I shouldn't have done that. But right. when you go over to somebody and say, like, if you're sitting at the Thanksgiving table and you're like, hey, man, you know, uh, did you get vaccinated? No, I'm not getting vaccinated. Dude, you're going to die, right? Like, <laughs> this is going to put something in your bloodstream. You don't know what the hell this is about. It's an experimental vaccine. Eight months they took to come up with it. They're going to look at you like you're freaking crazy, right? So what I try to do, and I'm not saying this is foolproof. I'm just putting it out there. What I try to do is, I just say, listen, you want to get vaccinated? Go ahead. That's no problem. But what you need to understand, what you fundamentally need to understand is that you need to stand with me in my right, my freedom not to take it. You want to take it? Go ahead. But stand with me with not taking it because if you force me, if you let them bully me and force me into taking this vaccine, it's going to hurt you too. Because when they take my freedom, they take yours. They take your freedom. And that is provable. That is relatable. Not to everybody. Of course, some people are so brainwashed that they're going to be like, well, you know, you have to take this as a pandemic. You're hurting your neighbors, right? You're hurting everybody by not taking this thing. So I don't, I don't sympathize with what you're saying. But Can I just, the, oh, what's up, sir? I just no, no, wanted no, to say, B, BRV, brother, first off, fantastic, great, great meeting you, by the way. And I, I really admire your, your passion and, and your de dedication for this. If I could say very quickly, uh, yeah, as an example, like you said, these are criminals. Uh, it's very, it reminds me uh, in a very dumbed down layman's uh, term, which is that, again, this is like uh, the pharmaceutical company is the guy, is the mobster that comes into your mom and pop shop and says, hey, you're going to have to pay us. And then you say no. They leave. They wait about exactly. a month. Someone right. throws a brick through the window. That's that's exactly what pharma seems to be doing. Big pharma seems no. to be doing in this case, throwing 100%. that brick through the window. And then a week later, walking in, hey, conveniently, your window's broken. You need fixing. And then over. And that's those are the in my opinion, I see those as the boosters as an analogy for the boosters over and over and over. No, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. Let, let's look at what's happening in Africa. I'm going to throw it to you in just a second, buddy. I'm two minutes, two minutes. Right. Oh, the, the Omicron thing came out of Africa. Oh, my God. It's the end of the freaking world. Right. This is it. This is it. Everybody needs to get vaccinated again. Right. To, to, because this is resistant to all the vaccines that you guys took. And it has every component, all the worst components of every variant. This one has it. This is the Prince Philip variant of the coronavirus. Right. That, that's what they're talking about with this uh, Omicron variant. A week ago, Don and I covered um, that um, in Africa, there's really no COVID. People were walking around with no mask. There's no social distancing. They have concerts, all types of stuff. They said that COVID was a thing of the past for them. This is what the mainstream put out anyway. 
about Africa. COVID was a thing of the past. And guess what? Here's the kicker. None of them were vaccinated. The majority of the people in Africa are not vaccinated. The vaccine isn't there. So this story comes out. And then a week later, Omicron, boom, coming out of Africa. You know who's raining down there right now? Pfizer. <laughs> That's what it is, man. Go ahead. I, I, I'll release it right now. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I, Billy, I, I certainly agree with uh, everything you said, but I think you made a good point about uh, we're preaching to the choir. And that's why I think we, we can't, uh, part of this problem is the censorship that has taken place on social media in the last couple of years, where all, all, all the big platforms I used to go to on YouTube, SGT Report, Sarah Westall, Dustin Nemo, Red Pill 78, hundreds of thousands of subscribers each, all gone. So they have smaller platforms now, but when, when you, we were still allowed to have a forum like YouTube or before the fact checkers came up on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, that was a chance to get to open, to wake people up. We're not waking anybody up here. I mean, we're, we're all presumably awake to what we think we're awake. So it, we need to have those mainstream platforms to, in other, otherwise we're never going to spread the word. If you, and I agree more people are waking up, but I think it's just kind of a time thing. At some point, the, even people that are completely asleep are saying, oh, God, it's been two years. I'm tired of this. You know, I'm, I'm sick of this stuff. I want it to end. But all you have to do is look, is walk around anywhere and, and see how many people are wearing masks for, versus who's not wearing masks. I mean, most of the time when I'm in the store, place, I'm the only one without a mask and nobody ever says anything. Tom, where do you live? I live in Northern Virginia. Okay. I, so, I travel a lot and I see people all the time with no masks on. I think there's just certain hubs. Where there is, I, 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 I totally get what everybody's saying that, but I, 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 you know, I haven't been in the game as long as some people here. There's people been in it for decades. I've been in it, you know, my podcast comes up for five years. I was a, a conspiracy theorist before that, but the real hard research has been the last five years. And I don't know, man, I just, I, I, I feel like I, I am more receptive by people than I ever have. Uh, I feel more and more people are scared because they don't want to lose their jobs. But I just feel like more and more people are like open-minded to it. Uh, you see more and more people pushing back. You're never, dude, you're never going to get anyone to agree 100% on anything. But I, I just feel that like as soon as this Omnicron thing hit, there was a giant rejection of it. And I think there's some people that operate like it, it's not happening. Like there's a small group of people like Brad was talking about that uh, operate uh, well-funded. Let's take the New York city governor. Right. And I'm sorry to cut you off, Don. I, I just, I just feel that like, like the, the, the New York governor moved so quickly and yeah. she didn't even give it a chance for people to have a reaction to what was going on. That in my humble opinion, she looks completely compromised right now. And I've said this forever, man, Everyone is being exposed for who they really are. And we get told numbers and people are watching, but nobody's wa watching the woke stuff. Nobody, like, I just feel like the two-party system is dying. Joe Rogan is more acceptable uh, as a news source than any of these, even Fox News, any of them. People go to him. I, so I don't know, man. I, I just, I just, again, think at the end of 2022 that, that we're going to see a giant shift culturally uh, in how, like, yeah, we're always going to have our, 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 our differences, but I think people are starting to see that like we have more in common than we are different in my humble opinion. 
Well, I hope you're right, Sam. And it's great to see you, by the way. I, I love I loved being on your show a couple of years ago. Come on back, life. brother. You're I, always I, welcome. All, all you got to do is invite me, and I, I'm there, man. I don't say no. I'm definitely not going to say no to you. I don't say no to anybody. I appreciate it. <laughs> I love can, you. Can Thank I throw you. down real quick before I got a jam to Ricky? Because uh, yeah, you would asked me a question I wanted to, to cover with everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, first of all, um, I got that same sense, Sam when um, Omnicron came out, and I think what people saw immediately was it was supposed to be new. It was supposed to be NU. And then when they didn't do NU and then they skipped the, the Z, uh, XI, you know, uh, everybody's like, well, why would you do that? That, that doesn't make any sense, right? So, um, you know, we're at this stage of fatigue and I just wanted to share some information with you all because I, I think the thing I've seen in people who have sipped the Kool-Aid and were, were down with it, especially last year, that have started getting them off the bus is this revelation. I asked them, did you know that the pharmaceutical manufacturers have 100% liability against all this? And that's the thing where you see the eyes bug out on people who are in the mainstream. What? What do you mean? Exactly. They have two levels of protection, the 1986 National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act and the PrEP Act. And guess what breaches those two things? Willful misconduct. And what do we have a lot of evidence on right now? Willful misconduct. It's the only legal concept that breaches it. And that's why we've been pushing so hard for a grand jury investigation on this the whole time. We just unearthed some more information that's really shocking. Out of 51 state health departments, we include Washington, D.C. in this. We went down to every state health department because we wanted to see who's really tracking breakthrough and who's not. We found that there were only 31 state health departments tracking breakthrough at all. And you all know, because you all are in the know, that they have special rules for breakthrough. The cycle threshold is set to 28. You have to be symptomatic and it's gotta be 14 days. And the thing that's so atrocious about all this is there's only two categories, fully vaxxed and unvaxxed. They group the partially vaxxed and the people who like us that say, no, we're not doing this all together. And what it does is it creates data manipulation, right? Well, even with all of their data manipulation, everything, when we looked at the 31 states that are tracking this, there's over 1.4 million confirmed breakthrough cases. Over 1.4 million times that the experimental vaccines did not protect, they failed to protect. Within two weeks, maybe three weeks, depends on how many show up, there's also going to be more than a million reported injuries to the vaccine adverse events reporting system. We know that that is grossly underreported. To what percentage, it's debatable, but we know it's grossly underreported, at least by a factor of five, right? At least by a factor of five. These are going to be the first medical products in history that have the dubious distinction of failing more than a million times and injuring more than a million people in less than a year. When you look at cause and effect, one of the things that comes out of Varus that I keep a close eye on is how many people died within 48 hours post-inoculation because it's very hard to argue causation in 48 hours, right? That number just reached, as of last Friday, 5,888 people. And then people, and this is where, where people don't have context. The swine flu program, vaccine program in the 70s was shut down after 56 deaths. That's our precedent. 
We are now over a hundred times more than that, and we know it's underreported. And what it starts doing is it starts imploding the liberal agenda, right? This narrative globalist agenda that says no bullying, right? That says that everybody's got to be represented. I don't know if you saw the new Eternals movie, but I had to walk out of that crap. Right. It was so bad. Right. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Right. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I it can't was, believe you went. <laughs> I, I went because I'm a I'm a I'm a Marvel head. Give me a break. Yeah. Right. But I, I, I went and I left, too, because I'm also a clear thinking American. And I'm like, this is bullshit up here on the screen. Thank you. I just made a donation to Marvel. Great. Um, but what I'm saying to you all is this. We have all the mountain of empirical evidence and, and data. Right. What I'm suggesting to you, Don, for hope, is that we can prove willful misconduct. We've just got to get to that one grand jury, and there's over 400 in the country. We just got to get to the one that says, I want to hear what you have to say. And that's what my team and senators and elected officials are doing. And I think the thing that gives me hope is I thought everybody was corrupt and compromised. I really did. And then I met some elected officials who weren't. And I thought every judge was corrupted too. And then I read uh, Judge Engelhart's ruling from the Fifth Circuit Court. And if you haven't read that, you owe it to yourself to read his full opinion, 22-page opinion. It was one of the most just, just stupendous opinions I've ever read from a judge in my life. He put the smack down on all of this bullshit and made the smackdown so complete that he basically called out the Supreme Court and any appellate, any appeals court to say, if you overturn this, you're proving that you're corrupt. If you haven't read it, re read it. It will give you hope. Do we have a Mount Everest of evil in front of us? Is Thanos real? Yes. Right? But the thing is, Love always wins, and the truth is always undefeated. And if Hell we just yeah. stick with those things, we're going to be on the right side of this history, and we're going to be celebrating this for decades to come with kids that are coming up, educating them on why we do things the way we do now. That was the beautiful thing that came out of World War II, and this being World War III, it's going to come out of this too. You just got to be on that right side and staying, have that staying power. So thank you, Don. Thank you. Leray Valentine, Capricorn. Love it, brother. I know that reference. Got it right That's off right. the bat. <laughs> and nope. Ricky and Brad and Graham and, and Charlie and Mike. Thank you so much for having me here, gentlemen. Um, Thanks, and keep doing what you're doing. And I love that I can come on here and curse up a fucking storm with y'all. Yep. Is that that COVID that collaborative? Day. That you put the link in there I for? Is the that link, the COVID collaborative? I put the collaborative in there so y'all can see how deep the water, how deep the rabbit hole goes. Because they've already started putting together this incredible think tank of diversified faces and St. John uh, 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 and uh, Johns Hopkins and IHME and all these. Uh, they they already trying to collaborate and coalesce power again right now. So I just put that in there so you could be aware, because if we start educating people and just keep educating people on what's going on, they, everybody knows this is wrong. But if we just keep educating on them, then people start doing something that's fundamental locally, not on big levels, but locally. People start asking questions. 
And that's the sign of a critical mind. And if we can inspire people to ask questions, I can live with the outcome because I know it's going to be a good one for us. So that's it is as simple as that, man. That's great. I love that. It really is as simple as that. Now they did get rid of Socrates because of that, but that is exactly what people need to be be doing. Just asking questions, one-on-one conversations. And it really does spread an actual ground up grassroots movement, as opposed to the AstroTurf bullshit that they try to make us think everything else is. Yeah, and hemlock is a bitch, so stay away from that this <laughs> holiday season, okay? <laughs> all right, y'all. Peace. Thanks, Dr. Take it easy, buddy. Take care. I think we also need to remember that... <clears throat> the, Dr. Henry, I'd like to party with him. The, the vast majority of people are living through multiple psychological operations being targeted at them. And they don't even know. They're going through Biderman's chart of coercion. They're going through the 10 steps to genocide. They're going through the four stages of propaganda that Yuri Bezmenov talked about. That this is, they're getting it from every angle. Right. And then that's not even taking into account the digital mind wave manipulation that's happening. Like the metaverse. It's, it's, it's frankly, it's amazing that anybody has figured this out because we're getting it hammered from every angle. I think we're all in a different boat in that we didn't need to get on, you know, we didn't need to get on the on-ramp to this information freeway. We were already on the freeway. We knew about the FDA. We knew about the CDC. We knew about uh, big pharma. We knew about vaccines. We knew all about all these components. So when this thing hit, we recognized it right away. But I have to remind myself from time to time that the vast majority of people don't have the knowledge base that we have uh, it's not to say that we know it all, but it's that we knew about these things. We know about these people. We know they're criminals. We knew they were criminals a long time ago. But for a lot of people, this is the first time they're even coming to grips with the idea that maybe, maybe their nightly news is not being completely honest with them about things. And then if that's true, then maybe the politicians aren't either. And so for a lot of these people, it's like it's they're, they're getting fucking red-pilled. You know, I and, agree, it's, and it's in there in some form of mental breakdown. And so I want to like put my foot up their ass half the time. But I, I have to also remember that we come to this information at different stages and they're just not there yet, but we're going to need them. And like, we're going to need, we're going to need everybody. If you're, if, if you're, if you're even have the potential to be woken up by this. And I don't mean woke, but, you know, awoken to what's happening here, then, you, then it's all hands on deck. Like it's now or never, because if we don't do something about this, these technocratic maniacs are going to build a digital prison that locks us out of society and we'll be complaining about it as it's happening and we'll be fucking segregated where we can't go to the same grocery stores as other people. I mean, it's, it's not, I'm not even, I, th- I think you all realize we're watching what's happening incrementally in a country here and a country there. And, and we're going, God damn, this is crazy. This is crazy. It's coming for us. Wake the fuck up. If you can't recognize this, then. I get it, dude. I was just, you know, the first restaurant I went to asked me for my card. And uh, I'm like, I just want chicken sandwich. Like, I need your card. I'm like, I'm not eating here. And these businesses, I think, will pay. That's my humble opinion. And 
Uh, I think it's, I think people are seeing the long game here and guess what? Some people aren't. And guess what? You can't save everybody. You just can't dude. If you think you're going to save 100% of the people, you're not. And there's an, there's a saying that's going around, which is like, don't worry about waking up the sheep. Uh, wake, wake up to worry about waking up the sleeping lions. And that's really where I, I live. I, I'm not going to save anybody. I'm going to find a small group of people and I'm going to go buy some land and chill bill and whatever. I mean, dude, we've been going through this forever since the beginning of time. There's been elites trying to control everybody. I just personally don't believe you can do it again. The metaverse, maybe that's where they corral us all into. It's definitely possible. But I also think the internet has allowed people to gain knowledge that they wouldn't. I mean, I meet all you guys through the internet. I would never have met you guys without the internet. And I just think all of us are doing really well. We're connecting with people we never would have connected before because we all just have passion. And I just think, you know, I mean, I just think they create stuff and it slowly starts to get away from them. But I could be wrong, too. But I don't know, man. I'd just rather live in the moment of hope because I know personally in my life, personally, it's never been better. And I, I, I know there's a lot of people who choose to they're addicted to the the chaos. They love it because their life is so good that they they it's their fight or flight. Right. It's like, oh, my God. We gotta stop COVID. This is their this is their battle for their life that they don't have because their life is so good. And I don't know, man. I, I guess if I if if you hear me start doing doom and gloom, I'm probably not going to do podcasting much longer because I would rather not live in that. I don't know, man. I, I guess I'm wrong. And I'm out. I love hearing from everybody. You know, occasionally I got to have a Whitney Webb on to kick my dick in. To, you know, from from fairy town that I'm living in where everything's hopes and dreams and all that stuff. And, but, you know, I mean, I also want to believe in that there, there is going to be hope because it hasn't always been this way. And this is the cycle of life and it goes up and it goes down. I don't know. I just, I, I go people, how bad has your life been during this? And most people I know have found a way to flourish. It's just a changing of the operating, the way we operate. Right. I mean, like you see people like no one wants to go back to work. Everyone's like, they're just sitting home at cash and checks. There's also a lot of people found ways to make money, different ways to make money that they don't have to go and slave for $15, have some guy yelling at them for a job that they find soul sucking. So I don't know, man, I, I think human beings are love and their vibrations and they, and it's like Jurassic Park, life finds a way, you know? I, I well, there's feel- always a balance, right? Yeah. That's what we totally that's what we seek that. to find, right? We we everything this is an existence of dualities, right? And we have to find the balance in between. That's where um we live. I think that's where we operate optimally as humans when we find that balance. So if if we look for it and we find it great, you know, and I think that's the ultimate goal. No matter what situation we find ourselves in to try to find that balance, you know, the, the silver lining quote unquote, something like that, right? I know tons of people that have done great because of this. I have actually benefited quite a bit because of everything that's gone down. Thank the Lord, right? Um, um, but there's there's been other people that haven't. Regardless, like you, you just have to find the balance in everything in life, and and things will go better. So, I mean, there is optimism, regardless of of how bad a situation looks, right? You know what they say all the time: you go into a cave, it's dark as shit. You turn on a light, 
right? Nothing defeats that light, right? That light will shine regardless, right? That's just the deal, right? So it's, it's the truth. So there's always going to be hope, you know, um, but I also don't want to turn away from any of, of the quote-unquote darkness that's out there, right? We have to identify it, we have to look at it, and we have to treat it seriously, right? Because otherwise, it's just going to consume us. So we need, to, we need to see it, we need to know it, and, and, and we need to also respect the hope side of it. So that's me. Yeah, I, I don't think it's about protecting or about saving those others. It's about protecting ourselves from them. I mean, the greater good is a powerful ideology, and a lot of people are buying into that. And what's going to happen when it when it ramps up and, you know, <clears throat> they're the ones that they're not going to be saved. They're the ones coming after us. I mean, I don't want to be too black pilled. I think we all have enough love in our hearts for those people like anybody on the other side. I think we all know that love is the answer and we have to love them. But it might be just creating our own reality again and then creating our own community, whether it's off grid or not. Like we had these two fantastic guys on the show and they've they they've been sort of traveling the world in bare feet for the most part. I mean, these guys are so off out of society and we talked about them coming back in and coming back into society with meaning, you know, coming back with intentional meaning. So maybe when we do have one fit in this world, one foot in this world, it's, it's with meaning and the other foot is out there creating a new reality. I feel like there's two people, there's two groups racing to the finish line. There's the, I think there's at a huge rate, people are waking up more than ever. Uh, I'm a, for a while, I didn't listen to Rogan podcasts uh, in 2020 because it seemed like he bought into what was going on. And little by little, I saw the transition. And you saw that with a lot of people where it's like they were kind of tricked into believing um, a narrative. And then little by little, the truth was seeping out and they were kind of connecting the dots and putting the pieces together. And eventually they realized what they were, you know, it's like that saying, it's easier to trick somebody than convince them they've been tricked. They finally realized like, oh shit, maybe there's something here. And so you're starting to see more and more people wake up to, and, and it's positive for me who've been kind of focused a lot on big pharma and the vaccine discussion for a long time that I can almost talk about vaccines possibly being dangerous and having more than myself in the room that agree with that because now it's like years ago i mean that was a fringe thing to even discuss it was a controversial issue no, most people believe the narrative that they're safe and effective and would never even question a vaccine hurting anybody and now people are openly talking about the fact that it can hurt some people and it has killed some people. I mean, these are things that you couldn't talk about before. So like, so you have in, in one, you know, on one side, you have people waking up, more people waking up than ever to, to topics like big pharma and Bill Gates and eugenics and being exposed to all these other, uh, what were fringe topics. But on the other hand, you also see the elite getting what they want quicker than ever, right? You're seeing the mandates. I mean, something that, you know, two years ago, or even when the COVID thing happened, people were like, oh, mandates, vaccine mandates, that's that that would never happen. And now, so things that would never happen are happening, like people being tracked, people openly, um, you know, pushing for mandates and wanting mandates. And then you also see people waking up. So it's like, it's so weird because counting on which perspective you're looking at it, you can either be optimistic or pessimistic. And I feel like we're both, you know, both groups of people are racing to the finish line. It's like, I hope enough people wake up before they implement all the things 
or you know or maybe they're going to implement everything before we have enough of a resistance to push back and it's so it's it's all to me it's all perspective i i think we're all helping in that fight by sparking these conversations and i i truly believe that you can only suppress the truth for so long and and really little by little you can you know twitter youtube all the places that we we've been censored can keep suppressing keep suppressing all they want but you know what like Little by little, people are going to talk and word of mouth and and all these other alternative websites are going to be used more and more because people are going to pick up on the fact that every time you go on YouTube, which was supposed to be a place to get a alternative perspective, you're being force fed the mainstream perspective, the MSNBCs, this Fox News, CNN, all that stuff. It's like, no, no, that we used to go on YouTube to get a alternative perspective because it's like, okay, I, I don't know if I believe what's on TV. Let me go on YouTube and, and get a, a alternative opinion. And now that's, you're getting the same opinions that you're getting on the TV. So people are, are looking for the rumbles, looking for the rock fins, looking for all these alternative uh, places where they can get people like ourselves that are, are, are speaking openly about these topics. So it, it, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, counting on who I'm talking to and what time of the day it is. And, and, you know, I can feel like, yeah, we're winning. And then other times I feel like we're losing. I, I think there's a, a certain percentage of the population that they're just, they're going to fall for it every time, right? Like the Delta variant, like they're like, Oh, have you heard about the Delta variant? Now they're talking about South, South Africa. They're like, Oh, have you heard about South Africa? Like you got certain people that are just, they're, they're, they, for some reason, they don't have that. It's not in their DNA to resist or go against the grain or whatever. And there's going to be a, a group of the population population that are going to be sheeple. But I think there's also a lot of middle ground people that are slowly waking uh, waking up to this. And and now that their jobs are on the line and 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 really, I mean, I think people are just kind of fatigued with it all. Like I'm almost fatigued with talking about it, but it's like, how do you stop talking about it? Because every other day there's, it just, there's new stuff to discuss and stuff that you're trying to expose. So it's a, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm like Sam and many others, Dr. Ely, where I'm optimistic. I think hopefully more people are going to wake up before you know we really do live in in a communist china or we have smart cities everywhere and, and everything's being monitored um i think people are waking up and and there's always going to be people using technology for their own propaganda and good but there's always going to be the you know the 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 tech guys using it you know who know how to use it because we're, you know many of us aren't really uh tech guys but like the tech guys who know how to find ways to bypass that shit you know and um, me, ricky i'm sorry i gotta but I, I gotta run guys i'm sorry I, I appreciate you all having me here i gotta get ready for another interview here but it's great seeing well, you Don, again, Sam. you want to plug your show and let people know where they can hear you yeah and well i i'm going on jeff renson a little bit i go every monday night on jeff renson's his big network but my show is the donald jeffrey show every wednesday on the Ocelli network and lots of other places including rent uh six to eight p.m and uh, I protest still runs every Friday. It's now on aftermath.fm. Thanks to Billy Ray Valentine. My new book out there on barred fame, money, mysteries, and corruption in the entertainment world. Just released number one bestseller in performing arts on Kindle. So uh, check it out. We're, I write about a lot of stuff besides conspiracies. There's conspiracies everywhere. But I, I appreciate you guys uh, including me in this. I'd like to do it again. And I'm sorry I have to leave. Early, anytime, all the time, brother. Anytime, all the time. Hey, yeah, I, I, me too. I'll, I'll contact you. I think I have still have your producer. Hit me up anytime, buddy. Hey, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me. Take care. You Take done. care. I feel hey, like done. we're on a reality show and everybody just keeps getting voted off. And we're like, we're just on to the next. <laughs>
the next uh, thing. Uh, but man, I think it's a great discussion. I think it's very important. A lot of this stuff. And I think we could all get lost in, uh, is it so much? And yeah, man, I think it's out there, but I do believe we're waking people up. And I, I mean, more and more, you're just seeing like, I know, I, I know, um, the doctor say went and watched, um, you know, that Marvel movie, you know, Marvel's dying on Disney. You know, I mean, like YouTube's numbers are down. You see it happening. The problem is like where we're used to getting our information from the people that we trusted forever aren't giving us this information, this Gislaine Maxwell uh, trial going on. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems or maybe I'm in a silo, right? That the, the propaganda report talks about a lot. Like we're in these silos uh, where we're just with the people we we agree with, but it seems like more and more people are like paying attention to this trial and the, are kind of shocked that the media is so quiet about it. I mean, just think about how big Jeffrey Epstein was and how uh, and the death of it and how the media isn't covering it all. But yet we on social media are like, boom, 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 boom. Hey, what's going on with this? What's going on with that? Maybe we're just again talking to, you know, preaching to the choir but it just seems like people are going, why can't we see this? Hold on. who Who's the judge? What did Biden do with the judge? Who's the prosecutor? Who's her dad? You know, and all this stuff that really is starting to resonate with people. I don't know, man. I think it's, I think it's like really hard that once you get a little kernel of the truth, it's hard for not to spread into everything else. Look at the let's go Brandon meme. I mean, I mean that, that spread live television, live shows, live sporting events, really, where you know you can get on camera chanting it. People that I know that are Democrat, everybody likes it. Everybody thinks it's funny. It's a good joke. You know, it's not like Colbert dancing around in a fucking vaccine suit. You know, it's the stupidest thing you've ever seen. But that's actually, it's funny. And they were unable to really stop it for a while because they knew those live events. And I think that shows that positivity and things that are good and funny can still pick up momentum. I just I mean, hope at- people are still able to recognize the insanity of where you watch Michigan, Ohio state <laughs> last week, where you get a hundred thousand kids all on the field after the game, maskless snowing, middle of winter, you know, winter, like the perfect, like the super spreader event of all super spreader events. Totally fine, which it should be, right? And then the following day, those kids are going to have to be what, masked up in their classes? Like, if we keep doing enough of this, and we keep seeing enough of this, I think it's going to wake people up to the the just blatant contradictions like the how it it's so inconsistent it the 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 messaging is bad and the elites can't stop throwing events where they just don't wear masks except for all this all the help right and like (laughs) yeah they can't stop themselves well and it's also though it's like what if there's certain places where no matter what the information is this is how they want to operate and maybe that's okay too like I live in LA. I, I got to figure out where to move to. I got to figure out some personal stuff, but I have to come to grips with that. The people who live in LA love to conform. It's like, it's their brand conformity, right? Like 
forever we thought there was all these punk rockers and they were just conformist conforming to a narrative that came off as punk rock right this is what they want they they don't like authenticity they're not authentic they enjoy the conformity of that's what gets their nipples hard so that's what they're gonna do so maybe you don't i can't worry about these people right i mean like i go to everywhere else i go i walk into restaurants you want to wear a mask wear a mask you don't want to wear a mask don't gotta wear a mask i mean maybe we should look at that kind of fucking positivity but i mean and i'm not trying to and that was a, that was kind of like the piggyback on what charlie was saying because there is nothing but hypocrisy out there and i think people are waking up to it more and more Good. Right, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta run, guys. What's up, Mike? I see you. Thank You've you all for having off me. The Make sure I'm off the island. It's time for me to go. Make sure you guys all get vaccinated. Let me know when you're gonna do it. We can go do it together, and and and, and you know, virtually hold our hands throughout the process. So please, just, please keep me in mind. Hundred dollars gift do this, card, right? Make sure, Ricky. I'm gonna hit you up about wrestling soon, man. We're gonna do this. I appreciate you guys. Take it easy now. Bye. Billy, Bye promote bye. your stuff. They were giving people a prostitute um, to get let, a vaccination. Let real quick. Oh, sorry. Brad, sorry. Let, <laughs> let, let Billy for promote his stuff before he walks out. Uh, Infinite Fringe, the Infinite Fringe podcast on Apple Podcasts. Go check it. Um, there's also a live show I do with Aftermath.fm every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. <laughs> Eastern right before Clyde Lewis. And, of course, America Unplugged, um, which we just started not too long ago, about two months ago here on Rockfin with uh, Don Jeffries and um, Tony Atterburn. Shouts to all of you guys. Charlie, thank you. Everybody else, take it easy. Love you guys. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Great job. We'll talk to you soon. Great job. <laughs> then there were six. The final six. Yeah, oh, the British baking show of conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> down each, each week. I made a shitty souffle and now I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I'm happy, dude. I, I'm happy where I am. I'm happy with... Uh, what I'm doing and I I just have I just I'm just so interested to see how this Ghislaine Maxwell trial goes. Like Brad, what are your thoughts on? Because you're you and uh you and your co-hosts are always got your finger on everything. I'm really interested in what happens too. I I'm worried that some things will come out as a way to cover up the more damning things. Like when the Epstein thing really got in the mainstream narrative. It wasn't when it was really happening because when it was really happening, they weren't paying attention to it. And it was when Trump was in office and they could make it, try to make it a Trump scandal as opposed to a Clinton scandal. And the thing they left out was the Miami Herald. I think Julie Brown was the woman who reported. She reported nothing new at all. Nothing new. Everything she reported had been out there for years, but she left out the most important thing, in my opinion, which is the plea negotiation letter. And the plea negotiation letter is what got Epstein that sweetheart deal. It is not the prosecutor in Florida that ended up in Trump's administration years later. He was pressured by all the thugs that were working with Epstein into doing that. There were cops dropping off the case or investigators dropping off the cases like back in 2000 five or six or something like that. Like a couple people even died and that were involved. But then, you know, fast forward and they're like, oh, well, Trump's guy, Acosta, he got Jeffrey Epstein off. So later on, he'd get a position. It was just really crazy how they presented it. But in that plea negotiation letter, which it's, you can find it on some of the, I have it on one of my computers, but it's on like the 
the legal documents from like the 2005 or six case. And it's lists of people. Bill Clinton was vouching for Epstein. The Rockefeller Foundation, the Trilateral Commission. Uh, there's a couple other like big, just globalist, like conspiracy yep. names that everybody yep. says, like all the conspiracy people are like, yeah, Epstein's my guy. Give him a sweetheart deal. That is what needs to be public. And it is, you can find it, but not one word of that in Julie Brown's reporting, not one word of that in any of the mainstream reporting about Epstein because it would implicate the Clintons. I totally so I'm worried agree. that's going to something similar that's going to happen now where they're they're doing the trial so that they can bury some of the stuff that's attached to them. I hope the stuff comes out. We'll see. Don't you feel, though, the Clinton brand is dead? Like, the, anytime she talks, you go to, like, her thing and it's just like, shut up, shut up, go away. You're awful. Your husband was on Epstein. I feel like they keep trying to bring her back and... By the way, I mean, I don't know if adrenochrome's for real, but if it is, she ain't getting any of it. <laughs> or at least, as Eddie Bravo says, not the good stuff at all, because she is aging. I mean, for an older person, she is aging in front of her in real-time quickness. Like, she's starting to get those George Soros bags under her eyes as she tries to tell us about crypto. You're like, you don't even <laughs> know how emails work. She's got that cough too that like cough that you get right before you die yeah. oh yeah <laughs> i mean it's, it's just not crazy. A, it's not a good look i think the clinton brand has lost its luster i think that people you know bill clinton when he was bubba from arkansas and i just like to go jogging and stop at mcdonald's you know and all that like that was fucking charming, right? People didn't like the people that didn't know who he really was and how he got to where he got. Uh, they 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 saw that as kind of like, oh, that's just Bill being Bill, you know, and and there was like an appeal to that. And and as you go further and further, the Clintons get further away from from anything resembling that. There's nothing there's nothing like charming about them anymore. Bill looks like an old withered pedophile and, and Hillary is, he is the, cause he is of course, <laughs> but in, in, with Hillary, the wheels are falling off of her in like real time and, and good because she's maybe one of the worst people in American political history. Um, so that's, that's actually a good thing. And now if we, we've got, Epstein situation, the Maxwell connections. I mean, listen, it's kind of hard to to distance yourself when there's pictures of Ghislaine Maxwell at Chelsea Clinton's wedding. After she told the defendant's lawyer in 2000, whatever, that she could not be deposed. She didn't, she would refuse to do a deposition because she said she was never coming back in the country because her mom was ill. So she was going back home and never coming back. Two months later, she's pictured at the wedding in New York. Now, now, was there, I, I remember, so it's so interesting, like, when you, when I got into this in 2016, right, 2000, December 13th will be the five-year anniversary of uh, when I started Tim Fall Hat, and I remember all this amazing, amazing, like, articles I was reading, and when I tried to go back and find them, they're all gone, they're just gone from the internet, but one of the things I remember reading, and if anyone here has the answer is that they were interviewing some of the, the victims and they would talk about how Bill Clinton never fooled around with them. And they fooled her. He only fooled around with the boys. 
And that always resonated with me because I'm like, how is that not a bigger story? Because I've always said that, like, Bill Clinton has Andy Dick vibe, right? Like, he just he just wants to hit holes and ask questions. He doesn't, you know, ask questions later. So do you guys know, did I just make that up in some weird Bill Clinton homoerotic fantasy that I didn't know I have? Like, what is up? Does anyone know that story? No, I, I know the stories of him being a violent maniac with women. And, okay, maybe and, I'm wrong. You know, I don't. I'm not saying that he wasn't that way with men. Look, he was a, he was running so much cocaine into this country and had an active cocaine problem himself that I would say anything is is possible. But um, this could this could be the the nail in the coffin to finally put the Clintons out of commission when you get the general public. To make the association when they think Elaine Maxwell, they think of Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and Chelsea Clinton. That's the you need to tie them together. They're, they are tied together. You need to you need the general public to recognize that they are tied together. And if you can do that, they're done. They're, I mean, they're still dangerous, of course, and God knows how much money they have offshore that they've funneled out of Haiti. Uh, mm-hmm. and other places, but this is a information and perception war. And yeah, this is, yeah, totally. And, and the Clintons are on the ropes right now. I say with this trial, put them out of out of commission for good. Knock the Clintons out forever. They've done that would too be much. Really useful too, because that would that gives you the ability to be like, look, this is somebody that. Millions upon millions of people. This is somebody that you supported and you adamantly believed was <laughs> acting in your best interests back in 2016 and, and before then, whenever. And it, you, know, you were saying everybody else was or Trump or where was the worst guy. And, you know, Trump has got his own issues, definitely. But when something like that does get exposed, it's like the guy who was the guy that was in Congress who was uh, Hastert, the guy who uh, you ha- got exposed. <coughs> yeah. yeah something. Right. It just it's. Knowing that you voted for somebody who's been outed as a like horrible, horrible person, I think makes you step back and think and and like ask more questions. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I I mean, I think people's you know, Whitney Webb said everything is really just done to undermine our confidence in all these systems, which I tend to uh, agree with. But the question is, like, what what will be the results of this? I mean, like, so you I mean, is it me? Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like parents are going to PTA meetings and school board meetings more than ever. The whole thing about the FBI is going to do a file on you doesn't seem to scare these mama bears. They don't care. They're showing up They're They're flipping school boards more than ever. I don't I don't know, man. You know, it's just like. I just think Larry Fink and, and these investment firms are completely and utterly funding this multicultural, mult, uh, multiculturalism uh, with um, with uh, federal dollars, and I just think that it's being more and more exposed. And at some point, they're just throwing money into the fire because their television. No, who's watching TV anymore? People are so selective about what they're watching. And I just, I don't know, man. I just have hope that we're winning, dude. And like, 
I know, I mean, people are pushing back on, and I feel bad for trans because most trans don't agree with this trans agenda stuff. They just kind of want to live their own life. And you got this trans agenda stuff being pushed out, which I feel is just to hide the pedophile problem we have at the highest parts of power. So it's like, oh, don't look at us. Look at that dude, that dude, uh, that chick with a dick over there. She's a problem. It's like, no, you're molesting people. That's the, that's the real problem and the power source. And so I don't know, man. I don't know. I just see things seem to be opening wider and wider. I mean, more and more and people are exposed to it more and more and more. And I, I, I don't think, I think they, they messed up when they forced boosters on everybody and went for the children. Well, I think when you mess with mothers, that definitely brings out the the lions because that motivates them. I remember when doing a lot of work with the GMO, you know, anti-GMO, anti-Monsanto uh, groups. I mean, they were all like a lot of mothers that were concerned about their kids, you know, and, and were concerned what uh, big companies were feeding their kids, uh, you know, the McDonald's, the uh, uh, Coca-Cola's, that type of stuff. So I, I use Joe Rogan's show sometimes as a... Uh, kind of a, a feel for what like the normies are talking about or accepting. And you're even seeing Joe Rogan on his shows more and more being open to the idea of like George Soros actually wanting to demolish the U S and everything that we, they believe in and, and what it was founded on. And you're seeing him entertain that because a lot of things that can't really be explained by uh, dismissing conspiracy theories like now it's like okay well now the conspiracy theory is the only thing that kind of makes sense because there's too much craziness and too many agendas being pushed and obviously being pushed that the conspiracy theory seems to make more logical sense than any other narrative or explanation so uh it, it seems like things are trending in the right direction um I, again i feel like they're impl implementing a lot of these things faster than ever and people are waking up faster than ever. So it's like, who's going to get that finish line first? You know, who's going to, you know, are we going to wake up enough and resist enough before they can finally get to their goals? Or are we just going to have enough people who still believe climate change is something that they, they're concerned about and all these other issues are actual things that they care about and aren't just ways of getting what they want? I mean, does it matter though? What if, what if, we get every what if everybody wakes up what that what then i mean i don't think they're going to give up i mean i think they've got this all planned out they've been talking about it for years and decades and they're putting out enough information in them even in the mainstream that contradicts their narrative so they're everybody wakes you know, up if everybody wakes up maybe they want everybody to wake up so they can put the screws to everybody i mean I, I i think we underestimate them and it's not just incompetence this is this is delicately planned by them. They know what they're doing. Yeah, but if everybody wakes up, don't we also talk about how their power is this illusion, right? We we keep acting yeah, like but it's 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 not though. They're, they're, you should like it's lockstep here, right? I mean, they're not. Um, I just can't see them backing down. Like, I don't see how we're going to get out of this, even if a whole bunch of people wake up. They're like, building fucking camps. <clears throat> like you know what i mean like so i <laughs> you know i, I mean? love the positivity of you guys and i really do try and and practice that but when when it comes time to like talking about this sort of at this level it's it's hard to uh you know it's hard not to see that like what they're doing in other countries is coming here like you said charlie and what are they going to do in canada no matter how many people resist in canada like i, I just don't think 
it's enough to do anything really either way it's going to make uh countries and groups weaker uh i mean that's the goal so i mean they want a totalitarian state well that's their goal they want then they have a totalitarian state if there's a, a mass awakening well that's an excuse to put it down weaker state? And then you have a then you you fracture you you create fractions and, and factions within the state and the, it breaks apart and the union's not strong and then you know we're subservient to china and their their whims so <clears throat> there's not a lot of positive options and these people with uh billions of dollars have uh think tanks that think through these scenarios and they have uh various avenues they have a choose your own adventure and they have the money and resources to run through every scenario and uh, i'm kind of with graham here i'm like i don't i'm i try to be positive uh but all the scenarios that i run through my head they they don't lead to like an end goal that i think is like happy it's just and it sucks and don't forget, never before have they been able to transfer $18 billion at the click of a button to all these organizations to follow through with their plans. I mean, the logistics of the, of the influence market has never been like this before, right? Never in secret societies trying to take over Europe or governments or the world or even World War I or all this. They didn't have this ability to influence the globe at the press of a button. That's definitely true. This is Edward Bernays' wet dream, social media and the metaverse. They, they, they want us to get in this digital verse and, and you know, never leave, I guess, and economically, socially, and politically. Y'all are right. They are very powerful, but they're also not infallible. I think we lend a little bit too much infallibility to them at, at times because it, it just they seem like things can be in such control. And in a lot of ways, they are. But they also, I, I look at them as like frenemies. They, they, might all, they might all hate us, but they kind of hate each other also. So I think there's some conflict within them that fractures themselves as well. And I think every now and then there might be a couple Batman characters. Maybe, maybe I'm just uh, being a little naive in that, but I'm, I'm going to hold on to that kind of hope because I think you have to. I think you have to hold on to that kind of hope. Otherwise, it's, if, if it's dire and dark. That, that I, I think we have to maintain hope even if it doesn't seem logical to. And I think that we have to use that to um, continue to to just talk to people individually. Like Sam said, he, he, people, some people are doing great. They, some people have, their lives have in, improved throughout the past couple of years and they found ways to better themselves and others around them. And I, I think that the small wins are what adds up. And I think individually people can have small wins and we can help each other individually to get small wins without having to put ourselves in the front and, and saying, we have to take down this global superstructure. It, it just seems like we're putting a battle of a evil, you know, godlike figure against, you know, ourselves. And I, I think that's an unwinnable um, frame. Not, not to say that there's not some truth with the power they hold, but I think that the individual hopefulness and looking at the, the small wins we can have and looking on to build and they'll, they'll add up. Maybe we don't freaking transform it into an, uh, you know, agoristic utopia or whatever some people want. I, I don't know, but we can live good lives and we can have happiness and help others have and, happiness in a certain way. And look at how many people have, have, I mean, not even in the awakening context, but just have decided that they don't, they're not leading the life they want to lead. I mean, whether it's their job or their friends or their family, like this has led a lot of people to more, a more authentic life a more because this existential crisis has changed a lot of people's minds about what they're doing. I mean, do I want to do this job? Do I want to, you know, be friends with these people? I mean, it's so it, it's, there is a lot of, I think, uh, positive, uh, backlash as well. That's happened.
done wonders for podcasting. Oh yeah. Well, it, it, I, and I, and I think the blessings, the, the illusion of, of power is, is like you go to Florida. I, I literally just got back from Florida today, and nobody gives a fuck. Like the media is telling you get vaccinated, be afraid of this uh, African variant. And in Massachusetts, where I live, everybody hears the media and they freak out and you can feel tensions go up and you can feel people's anxiety go go up. You go to Florida, nobody gives a fuck. And, yeah. so, like, you know, you can go to places or, or be in places where people just decide, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to listen to media. I'm not going to let the fear porn uh, get in the way of my everyday life. And, and when people just don't listen um, you win. I mean, my my local gym, my buddy uh, manages it. He refused to to enforce the mask mandate. Guess guess what happened? Nothing happened. The the, the health department went in there, kept threatening them, kept threatening them, and um and same thing with some local restaurants that uh decide not to. So it's like, what are they going to really do? Like it, it's they have power when we we just do what they say. But when you resist, I mean, you realize like, oh shit, they don't have as much authority as we think they do. But and then in the other hand. You're you're right, Graham. I mean, it is scary because they have all the resources, they have all the you know money and power, and and these are big, huge plans. These are baby steps going into a direction that a lot of people don't see because they are little baby steps. You know, it's like oh, we'll just give up a little bit of freedom, or we'll just just give up a little bit of this, a little bit, and next thing you know, we're you know we're that frog in the boiling water. You know, so I think that that is also a little scary. I try to be optimistic and um and sam you i know you gotta go i gotta jam sorry to cut you off on your yeah, epic no rant brother i love you guys all very much and uh great conversations always look forward to the next one take care brothers and sisters bye see you sam you get the picture <laughs> you guys you guys have anything else any uh any other topics you guys want to hit on or you want to start winding down i think we should wind i mean i think we should wind down i don't want to bring anybody down you know but uh you know, at nine o'clock, I start getting pretty sad. I'm, I'm, I'm positive though. I, I, for podcasting, I think alternative media. I think a lot of these topics, like Bill Gates, vaccines, all these things that were only discussed on the most conspiracy theorists, you know, rabbit holes. Uh, two years now are, are like open discussions you can have with people that were normies two years ago, and so I think that's a positive perspective and, and something to look forward to the people waking up to what's going on. And, and I hope it, uh, you know, it get, does get to a point where we have enough of people woken up where, where uh, we can resist in, in greater numbers and, and resist enough where they have to backtrack some, some of the things they're implementing. So that's even up. just, even just looking at it, like as a fascinating thing that's happening. I mean, it's unbelievable what's yeah. going on. Like every day you're looking at this, hypocritical thing that they're talking about or you're wondering how they can get away with this i mean and the people it's just an amazing it's it is an amazing it's the thing greatest show in the world it really it's is the greatest thing ever really you can see the strategy like I, I i agree with you graham i find it fascinating to watch their obvious strategies and just their their, their maneuvering and, and how quickly some of the stuff happens it's I mean, it's, it's cliche. It's a Twilight Zone episode that you probably would never get made because it's just too, too crazy. But it's hard to see it that way because we're in it right now. It's nuts. Yeah. Well, I, I take comfort in knowing that if you have to give donuts away with in order to get people to take the vaccine or lottery tickets or things like that, that is clearly, that's clearly not plan A. Right. So something yeah. has gone wrong with their plan. They are on to some obscure plan D or something. They're on where it's plan like Omicron. Just, 
Omnicron, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get, you know, give them, do, do the, I mean, you, you start to see as it gets a little bit more ridiculous, you go, okay, the wheels are coming off. These guys are having to make it up as they go along and it's it's becoming obvious. So part of me wants them to just keep going with it because the more they do it, the more obvious it becomes to everyone. And then the media who are co-conspirators in this thing, li- driving the getaway car for Fauci and the crew, they will lose what they've what they had at one point, which is power. And so I kind of hope that they just continue lying because the more they lie, the more they wake people up and they'll get to a point where they have no more trust and then their power is gone and power to keep these narratives going is gone because nobody trusts them anymore. Like we don't trust them, obviously, but but I mean like the normies go, I'm not turning on CNN. That's crazy. Why I think I hate watch watching is, I think CNN gets watched for hate watching. I think that's probably where a lot of their ratings are. <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah, well, not it's not joke. on the air, airports anymore. They they canceled that contract where they used to collect, uh, count all the passengers of airports that had uh, the C- CNN showing that they were paying to be on there. Uh, they'd count all the people that came through the terminal as viewers and so desperate for, for viewership numbers. So, so we can get to a point where, where the mainstream media loses all their power out through this operation. And that might be the victory. You know, that might really just kind of be where we, where we say, all right, this is a success. You know, we, they, they fucked with us for years with this COVID stuff and, and everything associated with it. But in the end, they overplayed their hand one too many times and nobody listens to them anymore. And now people get their information elsewhere. And so I, I hope that's my hope for this is that, that that would, to me, that would be considered a victory. I'm with you, man. I mean, I got to drop off the Island. I appreciate you guys having me back in lieu of Monica today. <laughs> Glad to see you again. Yeah. Right. Thanks. For, good to hey, see you guys. Your promote prop report. Uh, Thepropreport.com, we do a daily show and we also do uh, deep dives on Rockfin as well. So uh, check us out there. And thanks a lot, guys. Y'all are awesome. Always enjoy uh, hanging out with y'all. Thanks, thank you, Brett. All right, I'll take off too and plug my stuff. Uh, Grimerica Outlawed is our new uh, podcast feed. Grimerica.ca is the main one. You can get everything from there. Audiobooks at adultbrain.ca. We got some esoteric uh, gems there, old, ancient, esoteric works. And uh, Darren's book, A Canadian Shame, about the residential schools, canadianshame.ca. And we're on Rockfin as well. So thanks, guys. Awesome to be here again. Thanks, Graham. Macroaggressions is on Rockfin. It's on Iconic. It's on Odyssey and YouTube. And wherever podcasts are served, you can check out uh, the new book, Hypocrisy, Surviving in a World of Cultural Double Standards, is available uh, on Amazon or in digital format from my website. And you can check out Macroaggressions audio. You can subscribe to it. Oh, and subscribe to Union of the Unwanted. If you're just watching this video, uh, just know that there's an RSS component to this as well. You can download it as a podcast. So thank you. Not a joke. Yeah, this is uh, the 39th episode. And we're almost at 500,000 downloads on Podbeam. So that's pretty impressive. I I thank everybody who's been spreading the word and telling people about the show because a lot of it and everybody who's participated in the show who has helped spread the word because they go, they tell people about the show. They, uh, you know, word of mouth goes a long way. And, uh, you know, it's pretty amazing with 38 episodes. This is the 39th that we're almost at a half a million downloads. It's pretty wild. So 
Um, but rippleeffectpodcast.com or rickybrands.com, that will show you all the places you can watch or listen to all my shows. But like everybody else's show, it's available on any podcast app. And the theunionofthewanted.com, you can also check out merch um, and all our social media platforms that we're on and all that stuff. So, um, and OBDM show, funniest yeah. show on earth. Yeah, it ranks up there. It's uh, obdmpod.com. Uh, check us out there. Go to our, our big We do it twice a week. Have a lot of fun goofing off. We take some calls sometimes, and uh, you know we're just doing the best we can, like everyone else out there. You know, where do you live stream? Oh God, we live stream on Twitch and D Live and Float App, and sometimes the No Agenda stream on Saturdays. So it's a, a cornucopia of fun and malarkey. Come join us, won't you? Thank you. Oh, Thanks, boy. guys. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to everyone in two weeks. Yep. Fucking out of control. Shit. There's insanity in the control room tonight. Call fucking Phil Griffin. I don't care who the fuck you have to call. Stop the hammering.